Alrighty, welcome back to the CNC replay where a lot has happened in a very short amount of time, which is our favorite part of the year. Um, April in the D has finished, and uh, boy howdy was it an exciting one. It was. I'm Chris. There was a lot Sorry. happening. I'm, oh yeah, I'm Noel. You know? <laughs> Corey's coming. He, he'll be here in a minute, but uh, yeah, it's just us two to begin. Um, yes, and that's who we are. That's Chris. I'm Noel. Corey's going to be here in a second. Wow, what a way to open. <laughs> Sports in Detroit. Sports in Detroit. Um, because we know that Corey wants to talk about some of the bigger stuff, we're going to wait for him and kind of talk about, not that the stuff we're talking about is smaller, but like... No. Well, because like he's gonna also be talking. I'm sure he has comments about um, the Lions draft and everything. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna kind of initially start off with the Pistons. And again, it's off season, so we're just kind of gearing up and waiting for the draft. Once that mm -hmm. gets closer, um, we'll actually have some, uh, you know, review and um, content regarding that. Uh, the playoffs are underway. By all accounts, it's been a fun one. Yeah. Um, and really the only Pistons relative news at the moment is that Marvin Bagley wants to, um, get an extension, which, um, which I think is a good thing. I think that obviously he came into the season late and joined the team and clicked and did an amazing job right off the bat. And so having him as part of this core going forward, I think is going to be really, um, beneficial for this team. Um, and, you know, creates, uh, creates a better dynamic down low, especially, um, with him being there to kind of hold, um, hold that space. So yeah. we'll see if that happens. That's not an official news. That's just been something that he has, um, mentioned and commented during inter like postseason interviews and stuff. So yeah. I'm excited. Pistons need a couple more holes filled and then they mm -hmm. are like, truthfully, their starting five is starting to look pretty good. But mm -hmm. we, I think we need some size, and then I also think we need help on the not so starting five, which is kind of I think we were severely lacking. But uh, not it's so it's it's fun because at the beginning of the season or the beginning we started last year of the podcast almost over over a year now there was really no light at the end of the tunnel for anything, and now it's starting to feel like they're close to being out of the hole. Their Red Wings are just about to overcome it. Tigers are on their way, and God bless it, these these Lions are looking good too, but uh, mm -hmm. I think one more good, or one decent or two decent drafts from the Pistons, and youngsters start getting a little older, getting a little wiser, playing a little smarter ball, and uh, Pretty soon we might actually have a, a decent basketball team. So I'm I'm very excited to see what they do and uh what kind of comes out of it, but Yeah, who's absolutely. To um let me look at I just want to look at Tankathon real quick for the Tankathon. NBA drafts. So, so currently they're slated to get third. Okay. Um that's where their odds are. If we sit in this lottery, where do we land? We go down one. Um Classic Detroit. Right. I mean, that's just par for course, honestly. <laughs> we can't win. Um, so, yeah, that's where, you know, we'll, we're still getting uh, a top 10. Hopefully we'll stay in that top three area. Um, but if that actually happens, it'll be probably a miracle just given our luck. Honestly, last season was a miracle getting the first overall. I remember yeah. watching that the, um what what is that what's that day called when they actually like choose the picks the lottery thank you what lottery day happened yeah. uh, i just remember watching that and the third one um the third pick got chosen and it wasn't detroit and i was like oh <clears> my <throat> gosh are we going to are we going to get it Wait are we second. are we going to do it oh my gosh and like that was apparently the general consensus for everybody was just like oh my gosh we're doing it um <laughs> so i do i think that luck will happen the following year? Absolutely not. No. I think it's totally going to crash and burn, of course. Um, but it'll be hopefully still a really good pick. Um, and, you know, this um, leadership has done a really good job so far of, of building and crafting a team that works well together and fits the same uh, vibe. Feels like the wrong word, but same, like, work ethic and... Yeah. Um, and... 
like character like they all seem to be um, guys that mesh well together both on and off the court so that's a good thing yeah. um but yeah we will have more information as that day comes closer once you know playoffs are over and there's actually content for that so that'll be enjoyable we are we're we're gearing up i thoroughly enjoy like i i have to admit the playoff there is nothing on this earth better than playoff hockey to me in my opinion there i i love watching it um mm-hmm. but once that is over i thoroughly enjoy the off season you can casually go see a baseball game but everyone's gearing up or we're getting ready for the drafts whether it's NBA, NHL, we—I mean, the NFL actually already happens, but you see a lot of free agency, you see a lot mm-hmm. of pickups going along. It just gets us so excited because hockey's hockey's great until the point where you know end of June or middle of June happens, and then you only have to wait a couple months, and we're all back in full swing for everything. Uh, but whatever the Pistons do per se in the draft is just going to get everyone more excited. I, I'm kind of going on a little ramble. I had a, I had a, a more solid thought when I started this rant, but regardless <laughs> to say, I'm happy where we're at in the year, especially with the Pistons, and especially with Detroit in general. And I'm excited for what the summer brings because I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns that we're not ready for. But because it's gearing up, it's gearing up to mm-hmm. the point where our teams are getting decent, where we got to start pulling for more talent, and people are starting to realize Detroit's on the up and up. And usually when that happens, it's it's yeah. So, kind of similar to the 2002 Red Wings. Uh, that's a good segue. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I have nothing well, else on the Pistons are... unless you have something else. No, no, no. That's it. Okay, um, But since we're, you know, talking about drafts and stuff, we might as well just jump right into the draft that happened this week. Um, the NFL talking... draft happened. Are we talking about it? I yeah, I thought you wanted Corey. to. I would love to. Oh, right hey! <laughs> no way! I didn't even see that. Well, what's up, buddy? Bud, you came right at the time we started talking about the NFL draft. Oh, Welcome. no way. I am <laughs> I am a wizard. I was hoping I'm, I'm going to hop off early, unfortunately, everybody. But I'm excited because I'll get to be able to talk draft and also Red Wings with you guys. So this is going to be great. I yes. am, uh, yeah, thoroughly excited. So, uh, yeah, happened on first round happened on Thursday. And then the subsequent two rounds happened on Friday. And there was a lot of screaming in our group chat. Oh, a lot so of screaming. Much. Oh, yeah. Boys, do you want to get into it? Oh, yes. Corey, what was your overall consensus? I thought it was a great draft. Yeah. Uh, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I, like, literally hopped on, so I was looking up, uh, you know, just to double check um, what, like, the, the later rounds of our draft. Well, we'll just start with the first round. Buy me some time. Um, the... The Jacksonville Jaguars took Tavon Walker, um, which what a bust! Sorry, I, not even I. I think the general consensus was that he has the higher upside or, or potential upside. But after that pick was was announced, the Lions turned in their pick so fast that the yeah. NFL got mad at them. <laughs> they were on the clock for like maybe a second and a half. Yeah. Like that Maybe. was, I, I don't, it wasn't just Bleacher Report. It was via, uh, it was via Lions Twitter or not like at Lions Twitter, but like, like Lions beat writers, uh, free press, free press guys. Like they're like, oh yeah, the league got mad. And of all of the things like that the Lions could do to screw up that pick, they didn't. And thank yeah. the Lord that they didn't. And now we are going to get. A certified game changer. Um, there are some knocks against Aiden Hutchinson's game, but I think even from the very beginning, from when we had the first overall pick throughout the season to when we lost it, Hutchinson was our guy from the from the get go. And to get that guy uh, with your first pick in the draft is exactly what you want. And now, two years in a row, the Lions have gotten the player that they wanted at the spot that they wanted. Um, so uh, it's yeah. it's. It's hopeful optimism. Once, uh, once Trayvon Walker went off the board, I it was, it was hard to screw up that pick. Like truthfully, that like the talent that was there, the regardless of which way they went, like for my thought process, the Lions were either going to trade down, or it was going to go to Hutchinson or Thibodeau. I think Thibodeau has just a slightly better pass rush. If I think from um, 
what is the, what is the stat uh, the people who do stats on for college football? There's a specific stat, but pass rushing for Thibodeau was like 1.5 higher, but Aiden's run defense is way better. So regardless of what you had, I'm super I'm super thrilled with the Hutchinson pick. I don't think it's it's going to be a, a, anywhere close to a bust. He's going to be here for a very long time. He's going to do a lot for the team. Absolutely thrilled. Uh, couldn't be happier. Really, it's a, it's it's going to be a fantastic fit come come October. But October, I think or it's September. Be September. Yeah, yeah, September. Sorry, yeah, September. Oh man, but else? the shocking part of the first round. Sorry, go ahead. No, keep going. Uh, okay. What? Okay. Anyways, so Lions going into the draft had the <clears throat> second overall the 32nd and then the 34th with in like the first couple of picks going into the first round, they trade down the 32nd and 34th to the Vikings. And also they get the Vikings second round pick. And then they also get the, the third pick. I think they switched as well, if I'm not mistaken, but they traded up to number 13 overall, which was shocking and i cannot believe they thought of who picked who they picked sorry go ahead noel 12 overall not 12 overall thank you thank you Uh 12 yeah they went up to number 12 i did not expect jameson williams truthfully i thought for sure that we were going kyle hamilton or i thought we were going to take a stab at a quarterback but i am looking back i honestly could not be happier that the lions were so set on this guy that they're willing to go after him. That to me speaks more than I don't care pretty much anything when it comes to a consent. That's just, just almost just as good as, as having the NFL be mad at you for picking so quickly, like going after someone so specific at the exact moment you want them and being able to have them. I think that you may not see it this year, but after once we take care of the golf situation, you're going to realize how good of a pick he is and what he's going to do to Detroit. Cause it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, thoughts i thought that was exceptional um they got probably one of the highest rated if not the highest rated receiver not the first one that was taken um drake london i believe was the first wide receiver taken from the draft um but uh you trade up to get williams who before his acl injury was was touted as the number one receiver and listening to uh kuiper and a couple of those analysts they were saying that Georgia does not win the national championship if Jameson Williams is on the field. They had no answer for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, his speed, his elusiveness, and ultimately this is the number one wide receiver target that, uh, you know, if Goff is going to be successful, this is what you need. Um, I was, I was kind of thinking immediately and initially that they were going to, that they traded up to take Willis. Yeah, I I, I, too. That was my first thought. Um, and when they didn't and they drafted Williams, I'm like, oh, that's a need. Oh, he's like the best receiver in this class. Oh, and yeah. they traded with the Vikings who are a division rival and they hardly gave up anything to move up like yeah. 20 spots. Yeah. That, that I think of even outside of the pick, that's what we need to focus on. Like everybody yeah. was saying, why on earth did the Vikings let a division rival trade all the way up into the first round? Why did they do that? Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, So, I mean, obviously, uh, time will tell because um, uh, he has an ACL injury, and ACL injuries are no joke. Um, But uh, that'll be nice uh, to see him develop and, you know, open up some spacing for Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, hopefully a healthy TJ Hawkinson. uh, And then we picked up another tight end later on in the draft. I honestly... With a few of these later picks, I only know a couple of tidbits about. Uh, yeah. Let me look at the, his name. Uh, the guy who is drafted from an HBCU. Uh, oh, Jackson State. Yeah, James Houston. Um, so, oh, and uh, Malcolm Rodriguez. But um, that was a, a, a sick pick. I want to talk yeah. about the first pick in the second round. Uh, Josh Pascal, who's an edge yes. rusher for Kentucky. Um, yes, pro football focus had the two, the top two edge rushers based off of athleticism. Do you want to know who those two were? I'm going to say Thibodeau and Pascal. 
Uh, it was Aiden Hutchinson and Pascal. So we got oh. the we got the top two <laughs> edge rushers in the entire draft based off of athleticism. So we, I feel like my biggest knock on because uh, uh, my biggest knock on like the um, I don't want to say secondary because that's not right, but uh, like the linebacking position for the Lions um, mm-hmm. was their lack of athleticism and mobility. You just drafted mm-hmm. two guys uh, at the edge. Uh, who are the most athletic people in this draft? I'm here for it. So you this 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 draft was they, that was the only or they drafted a tight end and a wide receiver. Other than that, they went all defense, which I think we've been screaming for the Lions to do for years, mm-hmm. um, and they finally did it. Yep. Also, Kirby Joseph, safety out of Illinois. He was super he, pumped about that. Super pumped about that. He's got great yes. ball skills. He's aggressive, and all these guys are just are dudes. They're dudes. Yeah. They were. They're dudes that would bite your kneecaps off. Football um, players. Football players, and they totally Wonderful football players. They totally fit the mold that Campbell is trying to establish in Detroit. Um, and then uh, what was it? Uh, the linebacker out of the out of Oklahoma State. Um, he was the first defensive position, uh, or the first defensive player from Oklahoma State that the Lions t- had taken since like the '50s. So that was a cool tidbit. And James Houston, uh, was a uh, edge rusher from uh, Jackson State, um, which is a historically black college. Um, and he was touted for his athleticism and ability to play edge and maybe even linebacker. Um, so. Not only did you get dudes, football players, but you got some versatility there as well. Mm-hmm. I think with the projections post uh, post NFL draft, they had Hutchinson and Pascal as your edge rushers, and I think they moved the Aquara brothers up to linebacker. Um, so you totally just revamped your defense. Yeah, That's and Kirby weird. Joseph, Kirby Joseph could also slot into the safety or maybe even into coverage a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, so complete. And total facelift, and from most of what the experts are saying, you can look at it. Uh, NFL people, Kuiper, uh, uh, Booger, McFarland. I don't like him very much, but um, yeah. and then even some of the like the Bleacher <clears throat> Report people, they're like the Lions had an exceptional draft. Yeah. But as we've known, the Lions have had exceptional drafts in the past, and it's gotta produce on the field somehow. Um, but we are at least, at the very least, <clears throat> at the very, very least, building for a very successful Hard Knocks series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked as to what the mild changes that we've made is going to actually do to the team. We, I, I was just having this conversation with uh, with some buddies of mine. If I'm Dan Campbell, the first thing that I'm doing the actual official start of practice is I'm having everyone go into the film room and watch how many games that we lost by one possession. Like, how many last drives that we lost, the kicks, you name it. How many times we could have actually won games, because the, the I think if I kind of read it, was six. Six games were in a blowout that we could have won. And what now that we have on defense, I really don't think our offense needs so much help besides Goff. I think if you fill a hole, that you fill the big hole, which is Garrett Goff, and you have a fantastic offense, and then if you have a even a decent defense, I think we're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with when it comes to uh, this this future season. But it, people, I think, will be shocked as to where the Lions will fall next year because I don't. I I will honestly say that I don't think we'll be a top ten pick next year. That might be saying a lot, but that's my that's my hot take: is the Lions will not be picking in the top ten next year. Yeah, because we'll be picking eleventh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think we'll see. I think it's the right opportunity. Um, yeah. The division isn't very strong. I don't think, in my expert opinion, no. uh, the Packers are. I think a little bit more dysfunctional than people, you know, believe. They're going to be good. They're going to win the North. Uh, it's because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and that they'll figure something out. Sure. But as far as like the next three teams, I mean, the Vikings are kind of like hit and miss. I don't think the Bears are good at all. I think they're no. horrible. No, um, I don't even know what they did in this draft either. I couldn't even tell you what they picked up. Doesn't matter. Um, so yeah. the Lions have a great opportunity to 
make some noise um and bite if kneecaps. if bite some kneecaps um and i'm not i'm done making playoff projections or prediction predictions because they're always all wrong all the time mm-hmm. um we will see improvement let let oh really hot take court no we'll see improvement i think seven wins should be realistic at least seven wins mm-hmm. i think yeah. potentially even two against green bay um, and then maybe taking a look at the schedule again. Um, maybe I'll change my tune a little bit. But uh, this will also be the deciding factor if Goff is here to stay for the future or not, a la a Ryan Tannehill who kind of had a resurgence in his career after he was traded. Um, but also Tennessee just drafted Malik Willis, so it kind of yeah. seems like... Uh, did you, t- side note, did you see the Tannehill interview of asking about Malik Willis? I heard about it. Yeah. I heard that he's like I don't feel like I don't feel like it's my need to mentor him. <laughs> I mean, which is fair. I respect it. Yeah, I absolutely respect it. It is but, fair, but still, on the flip side, like you want to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'd want to win a Super Bowl. I don't care if I'm the starting safety or the third string punter. I get a ring. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking hey, man! Here's my ring. Yeah, ring and a pay raise. Ring and a pay raise, so that's that's pretty freaking sick, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually so that was another thing I wanted to talk about. We had projections of I did not see a projection of Malik Willis going in out of the first round. I had one that had him going at like 32, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But never in a million years did I think that he would drop at like 86. I would never have thought that going into the draft. Like he, I thought that when we traded down at 13 that we were going after Willis, but there's something that the league didn't like about him. I'm not sure as to what that was. I mean, Kenny Pickett was pretty much such a dead set choice for Pittsburgh. I'm shocked that Atlanta didn't take for the, uh, or Carolina didn't take Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. That, that blew my mind. But, um, I don't know why he dropped so far, but I'm I'm glad that hey we're not set on him. That's fine. We're not set on him. But I, my hope is that next draft is that we make that, that we make the 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 surgeons for our quarterback because we have two first round picks. Let's trade up again. I'm down. I'm here for it. Let's make it happen. We like a guy. Let's take him because honestly, that's our last big need. We I think we have besides linebacker, but honestly, we we're we're looking like a much more rounded team. So we'll see as to what comes of it. Well, that I mean, that'll be uh, that'll be up to how Goff performs this year. If he gets to back to his Pro Bowl quote unquote caliber self, then you're not going to take a quarterback. I don't think. Um, I'll be shocked if he does, though. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not taking that money to the bank at all. So don't 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 get it. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> oh, so man. good draft. Exciting. Hopeful? Question mark? I don't know. But exciting TV come hard knocks season. Oh, that was one last thing I wanted to say. The league is starting to back the Lions, and usually when that happens, good things will come out of it. So, very excited for hard knocks. Very excited for this season coming up. So, we'll see if we're a decent team or not. So, I agree. Sweet. When does the hard knocks usually air? Just as like a timeline for myself, well, usually, is there a set schedule or is it just kind of like usually it comes out done? week by week when it's about the season? Because usually it follows okay. the team season, but they're following them for the um, training preseason camp. training camp okay. leading up. So I'm sure they'll probably throw in a preseason game or something. So my guess is is that it's going to come out around when the beginning when the season starts, or if they okay. start release they because they, they used to release episodes like. No, I think it'll be preseason. Like once training camp starts, like it'll be the week after because it'll be. Yeah. That's what I think. Don't episodes come out like one? Because I'm yeah, thinking about the yeah one like the week after, two weeks after, something yeah. like that. So it's 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 a week. Yeah, that'll be sweet. I think it'll I'm be so nice. Excited. I'm so excited. All right. Do, can what are we? Thing? What are we? What are we thing? saying? Which which direction? I missed the pre huddle. One thing. I just want to say one thing. <laughs> one more thing. Go. I hope Aiden Hutchinson literally destroys every single quarterback that he plays. Like I hope that people are just afraid to go up against him and that he just absolutely buries him. I would enjoy that. That'd be very fun to watch. Live just like, ball, just like, 
Aiden Hutchinson, just the sound of like Aaron Rodgers' femur slapping for the last time of just oh, like uh, oh, <laughs> carrying him no. off the field. No. Yes. No. no. We, don't want, we don't want injury. We don't I didn't want say injury. We want injury, but I'm saying he's that's, such a force no, to be that's reckoned with. Literally, what you just said. <laughs> no, I'm saying that will happen if what Aiden Hutchinson touches Green Bay. So watch out, Aaron Rodgers. Oh my! So I'm not Rick. saying I want it to happen. I'm saying, judging by the statistics of where we're at, he's going to kill somebody, and I'm so here for it. That was me saying I want it. Anyways, go ahead. We don't. No, we don't want it. We don't want. What if they walk off out of fear? Like, what if he gets sacked for the last time and it's just so much pain for him? He just like gets up and leaves. Would that be better? Yeah, I don't want him yeah. to like physically be in pain, but he can be. What if he cried? What That's if Aaron totally fine. Cried? I would be okay with that too. Choose are good. I honestly don't know how I would feel. <laughs> okay, let's find out what the line that. is. So, yeah, I have I'm no idea so where how I would feel about about that. Yeah. Also, what I'm, I'm sorry. One more thing that again, just the so much with this draft. Maybe stop saying one more thing one and more just thing. say the thing. Okay, Pascal, that pick was so brilliant because now they're gonna double team Hutchinson and he's gonna come flying in from the other side. Like they're not gonna have an answer for it. So if he's as good as hopefully we're taking him, I am praying. I am praying that they both have a lot of luck this season and they just start putting up good numbers. So we'll see. We shall see. Did you just burp? Yes. No. That's Ew. my story, and I'm sticking to it. Gross. Yes. Corey's chewing, trying we're, to try We're going to go Red Wings next, just so you know, Corey. We were going to go Red Wings next. Okay, good, because I'm not yep. ready to get angry quite yet. I'll leave you guys be once that starts happening. Oh, no, I'll get to feel the full force of my rage. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. Did we, so do we want to jump into Red Wings? Ding dong, no. ding dong, the witch is dead. Okay, hold on. Before Hallelujah. any of these floodgates open, Christopher, hold on. <laughs> we need to recognize that this is a human being, because I know that Chris is about to go on a tirade, so I'm just going to, like, before any of that happens, Jeff Lashell is a, is a human being who did his job. Terribly. Who got fired from his job <laughs> very publicly. Yes, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I am not saying that I am unhappy that he is gone. I am glad that this was the move made. This was the correct Noelle. choice for the team. Noel, this is war. This is this is war. This People is... died. People died. War. That no. was so funny. No. Oh my gosh. Jeff Blaschel, he did a job terribly. <laughs> oh, yes, my understandably. But we don't need to go ripping into the guy who's very well respected. People loved him, regardless of how he did his job. Good? All right, go for it. Yes. Okay. He's still an assistant coach, I believe, for the world championships, too. So that's kind of awkward. Yeah. Like, hey, I guys. don't know how that all played out, honestly. You want to know something? Uh, this is a mm. bit unrelated, but I need, I need like, to tell somebody. You guys know Mike Yo? Y-E-O. Yes. Okay, so he's seen that name. <laughs> he's a, he's an NHL coach. Um, so he's that. you know how like the NHL coaching carousel is usually just like oh one guy gets fired and then he goes and he has success some some other place yeah. mm -hmm. and then he gets fired later. So Mike Yo, I feel like has he's been a part of that carousel, but he's been horrible everywhere he's been. Like he got canned he in, been that he got canned in Minnesota, and they were okay. before they like became like the playoff contending team that they are. And then recently um, uh, he got fired from Philly like yesterday and Philly was horrible like today yeah. or this, this year. And I believe yeah. it was a couple, maybe uh, I think he coached a Canadian team. I want to say Calgary, but that would be a lot of turnover for Calgary. I know there was another stop in there where he also got canned. Um, mm. And I don't know where he had his success, but um so to your point noel yes flashel is a person he did his job terribly um and he got fired but it's not like these guys are it's a different scope than we are not saying we should treat them poorly that's not what i'm saying at all but i don't think we need to feel as bad because this is an nhl coach 
And even if he wasn't a good NHL coach, it's very clear that he was a very good AHL coach. So he's mm-hmm. going to get another high caliber job. Oh, that's I fully agree well. with that. Absolutely. He's going to be Very fine. soon. Yeah, very, yeah. like, absolutely. And I think that that shows in the way that this, his tenure played out, right? We we saw, like, yes, there were a, a decent amount of players that kind of stalled in their development. But for a lot of the younger guys who came from the AHL, he helped, you know, he pushed them and made them into the, into, why are you making that face right now? <laughs> Push them into the players nice. to grow them into who they are. Um, and I think another part of this is, Corey, you literally, I'm going to burst out laughing and not be able to talk. You need to stop with the face. <laughs> a little backstory here for the Jeez. CNC replay. Corey's currently eating Taco Bell. has a mouthful of uh, cheese and beans that he's just uh, pointing <laughs> it at looks us. looks like he's, uh, it's about to go all over the burst. room. <laughs> Anyways. Yes, I think, honestly, I think the reason he was not allowed to go through his his full tenure, right, like his contract was supposed to end after next season, like he had the one more on his year. I think the full, the reason for that is because we finally reached a point where this team has talent and didn't get better. And in fact, actually got worse over yeah. the season. Whereas for most of the time that he's been here, you know, Ken Holland didn't do him many favors in terms Nothing. of drafting any players that could help him, right? So he's been struggling to just keep ship afloat. But once it finally happened where we had two bad seasons in a row with players that could actually do things, I think Steve was very much like, all right, it's time to move on, get a fresh face, get fresh fresh motivation in this room to, to motivate these players. And as we talked about previously, like we, we think that he's lost the room a little bit. And I think that yeah. was probably the full, yes. the full like nail in the coffin sort of situation for... Blashell not being here anymore. I agree, a hundred percent. I mean, the it, it the team quit. Yeah, they they did, <clears throat> and yeah. I I think that would explain all of the ten goal losses that they had, or just the like. I mean, they would get. I mean, you get down mm-hmm. early; those games don't start immediately like seven to one. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like it has to build to that way. Um, but it seemed like when games got out of hand early, they just were not coming back They lost back their from fight. Yeah. yeah. And that more so falls on the coach. I would, in my opinion, I would think. Um, because you've, I mean, we've seen crazy stuff in the playoffs all the time of like teams mm-hmm. who are down 4-1 or 4-0 in a single game. And then the other team comes back and scores five unanswered goals. I mean, that's, that's your coaching staff. That's, you know, your captain stepping up. That's all of that. So in the whole argument and wherever this came from, that Larkin was a bad captain, like, holy smokes, like, we got to get this out of the way immediately because it seems like this was a very uh, tumultuous season um, where people were trying to keep the... Thank you. Um, People were trying to keep the locker room together. And after a very difficult first season as captain for Larkin last year. Maybe in some ways this was equally as difficult because there was a lot going on behind the scenes, I would assume, um, that, you know, like, that would equate to the such lopsided losses that we had. I mean, if anyone's ever been smoked in a game before, like, especially in hockey, you lose 10 to 1 or it doesn't matter what sport. You get the brakes beat off of you. There's just there's no life, and that can can go off the rails very quickly for your team if you don't have uh, the support of the locker room. And uh, it seems like Blashill lost that, and then other leaders had to step in and keep the keep the team together. So it's my take. Yeah, yeah. I am um, very happy that as well. Uh, I'm the thing that I'm most excited about is. We, going forward, will now know what the lineup is probably before the game starts. And I'm really excited to not see who has dropped three lines and who has raised three lines and who is going where and who is now playing left defenseman for the very first time or what if, like, (laughs) it is going to be really fun to see an actual 
team and line like get together and you actually can know what the line is it's like we know fun fact that i'm sure everyone's aware we have statues in little caesar's arena dedicated to specific lines that played throughout the red wings because they played every single they were the first line like everyone knows del vecchio Lindsay, and gordy howe was like such a great line man those guys were fantastic yeah we don't have that. I'd love to have that. We kind of have that with Burt, Larkin, and Raymond, and that was nice. Besides that, we got nothing. We got absolutely nothing. So uh, I'm hoping that we get some type of like chemistry going between the guys throughout the season because I, I can't imagine playing it where you're going against the different two guys on your line who you haven't played with before, and you've played with him over here and him over here, and you know he'll do this when he's on this position. But what – I don't understand how you can get success when you have no type of consistency. So I'm excited to see what is going to change. And does anyone want to start off with uh, predictions? Because I was, we, Steve just had an interview a couple of days ago where he said that he wants to get somebody in before the draft and for free mm-hmm. agency. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone? He says he has some names going around in his head. Does anyone have any like suggestions of who their number one would be? Stuff of that nature. I think trying to predict this is. A terrible idea yes. <laughs> because it's Steve Eiserman. And I was actually listening to 32 thoughts podcast <laughs> and Elliot Friedman was saying that he actually tried to talk to a, like somebody he was like, Oh, this guy, maybe he would get the call. And the guy literally said, even if Steve gets the hint of me talking to you, I may not get this job. So I am not going to actually talk to you about this opportunity. And I was like, Oh, so that's how it is with Steve Eiserman. Like Elliot Friedman couldn't even get a, get a clip of like, yes, I would like this job because Steve would hear about it and have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. So like that, that in and of itself, I think tells us what we need to know. Um, also the, the two coaches that Steve, was it two coaches that Steve did hire were guys that were originally that were not NHL coaches before. It was their first time being sure. NHL coaches. So that's another thing to look out for um, is we may not go through the official, uh, you know, the, the top tier NHL carousel, um, coach carousel. It may, we may pull from the AHL. It may be from a European league, um, especially with Nick being so involved overseas. Um, who knows? I, I am not at this point going to speculate <laughs> with names of any sort. I don't know if Corey, you want to try. I mean, my guess isn't it's as good as anybody's. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard Fedorov that's gaining some steam. Uh, Larianov was a big uh, namesake uh, mm-hmm. early on in this search. Um, I saw a projected list of of coaches some i did recognize some i didn't um and you know it's funny like everyone is always so bent out of shape about like like teams like having a boys club sort of a thing Mm -hmm. the red wings are a boys club but it's like it's working sort of a thing i mean lidstrom is director of what of of player personnel or scouting um no sorry that's draper draper's (laughs) Player development. Yeah, player, player development. development. Excuse me. Um, and then uh, Zetterberg and Cronwall are both in some sort of role, although Cronwall didn't play with, with Eisenman. Um, but Zetterberg for sure did. Um, and uh, there's there was somebody else, too. Draper. Yeah, Draper. But he's been there. He was there before. Um, yeah. And, like, Stevie's bringing all, all his goons, I guess. Which is why I was... I, I will... I will always, always, always shake my head of why Gerard Gallant didn't get a look. Because you want to talk about a guy who's had success. The difference, you know, Blaschel has had success everywhere he's went, right? Except Mm -hmm. in the NHL. Gallant has had success everywhere he's went, except it was in the NHL. Like, he, I think he was solely, not solely, but he was a big reason why Vegas made it to the cup final in their first season. Um, he was a big reason why the Florida Panthers were put back on the hockey map. He was a big reason why the Rangers were able to figure out some things and end up in a playoff spot, which by the way, they also had a hundred points like everybody else in the mother effing East. Um, which is just, um, so that always makes me kind of scratch my head 
a little bit. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think he I put think it in he with probably, Noel. I have no clue. Yeah, I think he probably did get a look, but I think he also probably wanted a a job before Eisenman was ready to give it. You know what I mean? Which is like which I because is as hard. right, right, because I think that Steve has not wanted to change personnel until the team has been at a place where he sees them being able to move forward with that with that coach. And I think that's what this season is proving. Like last season, I don't know that he probably, and again, I'm speculating on Steve Eiserman's thoughts, which is a terrible plan. Um, but we saw that last season he that the team wasn't in a place where we had confidence in them. They still had a lot of pieces missing. And then with the addition of uh, Cider and Raymond, those uh, two of those big pieces were filled. Um, and so now they're finally at a place where we're hoping for an upswing. And I think that's probably, probably why Gallant didn't get that look right away was because he wanted a job at that moment. Sure. That so, makes sense. I don't know. That's, again, all speculation. I have no authority of that on that. I'm putting my money on Lariana for Fedorov just because boys club, but again, I don't like, know that it'll be, I think Lariana has a better shot than Fedorov I just given yeah. the relationship between Fedorov and the villages. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Fedorov's number needs to be retired too. I know. Yeah. Like that needs to it happen does. before he can come back and coach. Yeah. yeah. I heard so, somebody joke that was like, what if they did a, the, uh, banner raising like on his first um, first game at, at home. Like, what if they did that as the that pre ceremony? That would be funny. That would be hysterical. But yeah, I think in terms of like realistically for the relationship that this team has with them, I think Larianov has a better shot than Fedorov. I do too. Just relationally. Also, I think it's perfect because Larianov's son is entering the draft, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he's going to want to be in the States, so it's going to be, I think it's a perfect spot for him. But again, I know nothing about his life, nor, uh, nor do I want to talk about it. So, But my, my money would go on to Larianoff if there was, if for head coaches right now, just as how we've kind of run the organization prior. So we'll mm -hmm. see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, do we, Chris, you, because you have to leave pretty soon, I right? I have to leave pretty soon. Do we want to talk just playoffs really quick? Um, yes. Or at least, like, talk about who we have winning? Canes all the way, baby. I got the Canes going all the way. But that's just me. It's Panthers. Okay. And I'm on the Flames bandwagon. Okay. I'm just, I'm just feeling it. It's, a little bit of everything. It's time for the Panthers. It is. We're going to have a party in South Beach. Another Florida team, I, although, yeah, I hate the fact that the Cup would be in Florida for, like, three years in a row. Anything yeah. but Toronto, or not Toronto, <laughs> anything but Tampa, I'd be happy with. If Tampa wins again, I'm going to jump off a bridge. <laughs> you would be happy if Toronto won? I mean, I would be less upset. Okay. Cause that, I think cause, Tampa's going to lose steam. I think they're going to lose steam real fast. I sure hope so. I, I just... Uh, I, it, because then you get in the conversation. Oh, where does the Tampa Bay Lightning rank in the greatest all-time team? And freaking, I don't. I still, I still don't understand. Not, not. I still don't understand how people don't have the O one O two Red Wings as the greatest NHL team of all time. It blows yep. my mind yep. the fact that how yep. deep that team was, how many Hall of Famers were playing. It it makes zero sense. And it's like all oh, the '67 Canadians were, the, or not? No, that that was the last time Toronto won the cup. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like one of the it's Canadians the teams in the '60s, it was just like oh, they were great. Like sure they were, the... but yeah, when they didn't play with helmets. Yeah. <laughs> just I I don't know, but anybody but Tampa, uh, in Boston, can't stand yeah, these guys either. Can't stand Boston. But I don't. They are overmatched right now. I think yeah. by the by the cardiac canes. Cardiac killers. Alrighty, are, uh, we will. Yeah. Crystal season Bye. started. Chris, you peacing out? Yeah. Bye, dude. I'll, tell I'll the people what. Later. Tell the people the bottom line. What do you want the people to know? 
Lions Super Bowl 22-23. See you there. Good. Now that we've jinxed that. Um... See you later. <laughs> and we're off. Yes. Now okay. that Chris has thoroughly jinxed the Lions. Now the adults are here. We can begin to talk <laughs> about adult Real things. conversations. Real yes. conversation. Before we get into that, I wanted to put a blurb because off-season yeah, for the Pistons. Go for it. Uh, Marvin Bagley, uh, third. Uh, oh, I is... did talk about that. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. Yeah, I mentioned oh. it. You said to mention it, so I did. I mean, oh, you can talk about it more if you would like to, but no, I said it was I'd... a good thing. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, he, he, wants the, he wants an extension here. Uh, I think I saw an article, too, that's the most fun he's had. Uh, playing basketball in Detroit. So he's oh, eyeing an extension. Um, so that's cool. Uh, we would love to see him stay because he seemed to have a resurgence in his career. Um, mm -hmm. And we, we won't get in too deep into that. But uh, on the flip side, Noel, I got to get, I got to get, I got to get. You, you gotta, should I just like lead you in and let you go? <laughs> so Tigers. I don't get it. I, I I literally don't understand. Like in the Tigers, which you want to hear a stat, okay? The Tigers oh, no. have the best bullpen in baseball. <laughs> Think about that for a second. The mm -hmm. Detroit Tigers have the best bullpen in baseball right now. A hysterical sentence. A hysterical sentence. If you would have told me that the Tigers were to have uh, the best bullpen in the American League, or no, in all of baseball, I would have Even laughed. last year. Even, even last Probably year. even like six months ago. I would have been like, wow, Chris Fetter is a, is a god. We've, we've known that. Um, but I would have been like, you are kidding me. We would have to be in first place. No, well, the Tigers are the second worst team in baseball right now. You have the number one bullpen in all of baseball and you are the second worst team mm -hmm. how is that possible no i'll I, i'll tell you how it's possible i'll tell you how it's possible please so get into it. so the tigers have yet to win a series mm -hmm. good so they're seven and 13 or seven and 14 right now they had a rain out today. They're going to have a doubleheader against the Pirates. Hopefully that they can win both of those games. Uh, it's, who's it going to be? It, Pineda's starting the first game. And then maybe Fiedo is coming up. He's making his Major League debut so about time because I think he's like 27 or something like that. I don't know. Um, and he was a first-round pick, like, seeming like a decade ago. But good for him. He'll make his debut. We need more guys because guess what? Tyler Alexander is on the IL now. Good. And he was horrible. <sighs> the defense has been atrocious. And this pains me to say Condelario, who you know I love. You know I love I know him. You, do. you know I love mm -hmm. him. He has been an awful baseball player to start this season. He cannot hit. He cannot defend. And when you have both of those things going for you, you should not be playing. I'm, I'm, I don't like to overreact. I overreact a lot more than I should. <laughs> With the way that he's playing, he hit a home run in the Dodgers series. Okay. At the end, we had a comeback. It's fine. Whatever. If he doesn't pick up the pace soon here, and clean up the the defensive work. My man is gonna is gonna get a demotion to the minors, and maybe he needs that. I don't know. He still has an option or two left. I, I just I don't. I guess maybe he's had he's had a slow start pretty much every season as far as I can remember. Um, even last year he had a slow start, and then he was able to pick it up the pace and. Maybe that's just him. I don't know, but he has been downright awful, costing us runs. the The Dodgers game against or with Scoobal on the mound, um, I think Scoobal has the most unearned runs in the majors right now, um, partially because his defense can't field the ground ball, or they don't know where to throw the ball uh, when it gets to somebody in the outfield, or they have a ball. Uh, hit off the tip of their glove, they throw it in, and then they catch a guy in a rundown, and then they have their backup catcher throw the ball into the outfield, scoring two runs, and then ultimately putting your series on kaputs. 
I mean that that play that play against in Minnesota when you had the game one, Javier Baez puts the team on his back, um, takes the lead with a two run home run in the bottom or in the in the eighth. Mm-hmm. Actually, it might have been the ninth. No, no, I it think wasn't. it was the eighth. It was the eighth. Yes, it was. I the think eighth. it was the eighth because they had yeah because they had one more. Yeah, um, yeah. So you have to win that game. You that is in you have to win that game. It is inexcusable for you to lose that game and especially in the way that they lost it that is downright pathetic. The only team that is worse than the Tigers right now is the Cincinnati Reds who had a fire sale, sold everybody or traded everybody away. They do not know how to play baseball. They had a game in Colorado where they dropped six pop-ups. Six. They have three wins. I don't even wins. think my high school softball team did that during a game, if I'm going to be real honest with you. Six pop-ups. That's not good. That's That's, that's like 17 extra laps during practice. That is a major league team. Mm-hmm. And they are the only team that has a worse record than the Tigers. And it's, it's, and it's not by much. The Royals have been very bad. Um whatever uh but with such expectations on this season to be competitive and to be the second worst team in baseball that's severely disappointing and i gotta give credit to where credit is due javier baez has been probably if not for austin meadows our second best player and that's really saying something that your two best players are players that were not on your team last year Maybe it tells you that you need to you need to beef it up a little bit more. You need to add a yeah, couple. Keep and, going with the overhaul. And and Tucker Barnhart's starting to heat up from the plate. Maybe it's a question of these guys need to heat up. They need to you know get the injuries out of the way. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But the way that the Tigers are playing baseball right now is inexcusable. It is so horrible to watch this team and to watch all that we've endured the past six, seven years, how bad this team was and it's remnants of that team instead of, instead of glimpses of what the future could look like. It's horrible because the electricity that we felt after opening day was like, man, this rebuild is over. We're going to see some, we're going to see some meaningful baseball. And if they don't turn the ship around quickly, if they don't win a series, they haven't won. I know I said this, but they haven't won a series. Cabrera's streak or Cabrera's milestones are over. Unless mm-hmm. for somehow he hits a ball every single day, every single at bat, and he gets to 600 home runs and 4,000 hits in one in one season. That's not going to happen, but obviously. Um, what is going on? <laughs> Because not only, I thought about this today too. Not only if you don't turn the ship around quickly, you are going to send this franchise into another tailspin of of trying to figure out you know where this is going to be. You're going to send it into mediocrity for another ten years. Because if you do not turn the ship around, if you do not get serious about adding pieces to this team, Hinch is going to walk because he's got he's got one more year. So I, we're not going to. He's not going to just step down. He's not going to do that. He's too much of a competitor. Hinch is going to walk, and Baez is going to opt out. Because mm-hmm. he's got a three-year, I think he's got a three-year deal, or he's got a five-year contract with an opt-out after year two or three. I'm not sure what it is. But if this team does not play competitively, you're going to lose two of your most important pieces on this team. So at this point, who who is this on? Like, whose responsibility is this that we have this talent, we have the best bullpen, and it's still not working? Is that on uh, Chris Illich? Is that on Alavila? Is that on Hinch? Who's that on? Is that on the players? I don't know. I, I think there has to be something for the players. Um, scope got a contract. He's been terrible. He got a two-year extension, and we were all saying, like, oh, we need to sign Scope. We need to sign Scope, which I I think we did. We did need to sign Scope. He's been terrible. 
We banked on the fact that Candelario was going to be an everyday player. Maybe he's not. I don't know. That might be a tough pill to swallow. He led, I mean, if you lead the league in doubles, you would think that you're going to be an everyday player. I mean, right. so it's on his shoulders. And especially de- defense is the one thing that I feel like you should be good at. Unless, like, you're limited by your physical ability. And Candelario is not limited by his physical ability. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have this defensive problem last year. No, we didn't. So, and, and it's not like defense is overturned a whole lot. No. Right? We just have Baez and, like, a couple outfielders that are, oh, I guess Torkelson at first. But, like... The Torkelson should be an upgrade from Cabrera. Yeah, right. Torkelson so, like, dropped a couple pop-ups earlier in the year. So... Yeah. And that's that's due to, I think, a little bit of development because he was drafted as a third baseman and played mm-hmm. third and then we're like, oh, you're just going to go to first now. Like, don't do that. If you knew he was going to be at first base, why why on earth would you have him at third? Yeah. Or maybe they're like, Condelario isn't going to be the answer, so we're going to have to have him at third. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. Um, maybe swap those guys. I don't, I don't know. Um I, I really don't know what the answer is. I'm just severely disappointed. I really am. Um, and it maybe it's just the weight of injuries. Maybe it's the the abbreviated spring training. Uh, that's a, I mean, it's affected every team. You can't really use that as an excuse because every team had an abbreviated spring training. But it's mm-hmm. going to affect some teams worse than others. Um, Tigers definitely shows that that hurts them um oh my goodness it's just it's it's i'm sick of watching this team be horrible this team that is literally literally probably the heartbeat of detroit if not the lions but the lions have never been good um but Mm -hmm. like everybody probably just due to there's more of them but everybody has been to a tigers game find it very mm-hmm. hard pressed to find someone who has lived in the state of Michigan and has never been to a Tigers game like ever. I find that, I find that very hard to believe um, outside of like Red Wings, Lions, uh, Pistons. So let's just get that off the table. Um, and when this team, when this team is good, like, man, this Comerica park just feels so good. Uh, when any team's good, that's such a silly question. But like <laughs> in the in the summer when it's the longest season, when the Tigers are good, oh man, your summer just feels better. It really does. It really does. But I just, oh boy, it's frustrating. And there's not really any other analysis. It's like it's as simple as field the ground ball, catch the fly ball, and then I think the hits will come eventually. But even even if you're even if your offense was like average, because it's not, it's it's like it's bad. Even if your offense was MLB average, can you imagine where this team would be right now? Would be a lot better. That's have, for sure. They have ten home runs in twenty three games. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's a problem. And uh, who Baez and Torkelson account for i think half of those of course i don't know how you write this ship i believe in aj hinch i think he's the right man for the job i think still he's the most important piece outside of chris fatter to this team if you lose him then that's i don't know what you're gonna do um but you need and if it's a question of talent you need to add somebody else um derrick hill's been nice harold castro gets on base all the time singles but i'd take singles i'll I'll take singles any day of the week um Mm -hmm. but you're not going to win series or you're not going to win big games with harold castro as your as your go-to answer for your offense he's a good he's a good guy to help set up your offense but if he's your best hitter (laughs) oof um so yeah i it's very head scratching to me because on paper, this team is better than last year's team. But the results right. are the same. You could point to the coach, but I don't think the coach is the problem. And I don't know what the answer is outside of that. They need to turn it around. They need to win these two games 
win these two games against Pittsburgh, have a winning, I guess you have these two games at home, have a winning homestand or a waste or road trip, excuse me, have a winning road trip and get this season back on track because it could get off the, remember how horrible uh, April was for the Tigers last year? They had like seven, they had seven wins for the entire month. I guess it's the same, Uh, but it started what? Opening day was no, I guess no, they had an extra week, but still seven seven wins for the first month. Again. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't get it. I do not get it. But uh crazy stuff. Outside of the mm-hmm. Tigers scope, I think Honestly the biggest surprise I think to me is the Angels. Because they've been so terrible and so dysfunctional for so long. They're leading the West right now, which they should, because mm-hmm. they have Mike Trout. Shohei. Shohei hasn't been MVP Shohei like he was last year. Um, The Mariners have been a force to be reckoned with. The Toronto Blue Jays are an absolute juggernaut. I can't tell you how many times they've come back, uh, come back in the late innings. Like it's been at least no hyperbole. It's been at least five times they've come back Hmm. in like eighth, ninth, and tenth this year already. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Kevin Gausman has been uh, Cy Young caliber. Um, Justin Verlander has been great this year. Outside of my Justin Verlander fanboy, but like, go look at his, go look at his stats. He's been a thirty-nine-year-old should not a thirty-nine-year-old coming off of Tommy John surgery should not be doing what he's doing. Um, that's crazy. The Mets have figured out how to be not dysfunctional. About time. Max Scherzer is an absolute crazy man. Um, uh, he's been in the, the Mets are the best team in baseball and they don't even have Jacob deGrom right now. Jacob deGrom has not thrown a pitch for them. And you remember how much I was talking about Jacob deGrom last year. Like, I do. Yes. Historic, historic numbers. The Yankees mm-hmm. surprisingly kind of are also the best team in the American league. Um, most people didn't. Doug. Yeah, I know. Most people didn't pick them to win the division, but they have, I think, won 10 straight games. Oh, my word. Yeah, or 11. And then the Twins have won 10 straight games. They started just about as bad as we did, and then they just rattled off a bunch of wins. Um, So, and the Mariners are picking up right where they left off last year, which is super exciting. I hope they're a playoff team. Outside of that, um, just going through all the baseball stuff. Uh, Marlins are surprising. They've got a really good starting rotation. Uh, Out west, am I missing anybody? Dodgers are the Dodgers, as they always are. Giants are the Giants. Two, Two teams that are both, like, elite but elite in very different ways. The Dodgers <laughs> have, like, the star power, and the Giants are just a great team. Like, mm-hmm. that's... I probably couldn't name you their starting left fielder right now. And the Dodgers have like Freddie Freeman in like the four, or they have Freddie Freeman, uh, Justin Turner, Max Monks, Max Muncy, Trey Turner, uh, Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux is like their eight hitter, and he's batting like over three hundred. That's oh a nice. Lu- that's a nice luxury to have. Um, mm-hmm. What's that like? What's that like? Uh, so, baseballs back i'm very excited to watch good baseball um but uh just the tigers need to figure it out they are not they are not the second worst team in major league baseball i know that for a fact they need to get their heads out of the rear end and figure it out because they are not that team and those are the thoughts those are the thoughts i wasn't as mad i wasn't yelling on top of my yeah you didn't yell i'm actually kind of surprised well, we get and to proud. The, we get to the trade deadline, and then, then I'll start. Then I'll start yelling. <laughs> All breaks loose. Jeez, I still don't. Oh man, he's terrible. Can't stand him. I'll never forgive. I'll never forgive him. I never will. Literally, zero return. Zero. Mm-hmm. Zero return. And you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yes, yeah. I have sat through many of those rants. I need a good rant like that. I need to yell at some point. I need to okay. figure out a reason to yell again. <laughs> Find one. I'll, I we'll create space for it. We will. Alrighty. Any other sports comments? 
want to talk about? Everyone should watch the NHL playoffs because they're freaking yes. sick. Uh, I still think the Florida Panthers are going to win it all because they're nasty. Um, they are good. But exciting, exciting times for sports. Absolutely. Alrighty, folks. Thanks so much for listening this week. Uh, we have been the CNC Replay, and we're uh, so thankful that you listened to us. Give us a rating on whatever platform you listen to us on. Um, tell your, your friends about it, us, and we will see you next week. See ya. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.